Ahoy, hello and welcome to the December Ocean Media Podcast with me, Gary Brown. This podcast is supported by All at Sea Magazines, of which I am the Editorial Director, and Budget Marine, the Caribbean's largest chandlery, with stores in Antigua, Aruba, Bonaire, Curacao, Grenada, St. Martin, French and Dutch sides, St. Thomas, Tortola and Trinidad. In our last podcast, I told you about the sailing rallies that are heading for the Caribbean. That's the Ark, the Nark, the Salty Dog and the Odyssey. Now, some of these rallies are transatlantic and they depart from the Canary Islands, while others head south from the eastern seaboard of the US. Now, there's a new rally. This one goes from Curacao and visits Aruba, Colombia, San Blas Islands and Belize. The Susanna 2, as it's called, is sanctioned by the Ocean Cruising Club and we talk to the organiser, Susie Chappelle. In part two of the podcast, we join the crew of a tug as it manoeuvres a massive barge through St Martin's narrow Simpson Bay Bridge. And it doesn't quite go as planned. Before we join Susie Chappelle, let me tell you where you can find the Caribbean's favourite waterfront, full colour and free nautical magazine. That's All at Sea. All at Sea is distributed throughout the Caribbean basin, from the Panama Canal, the southern and northern Caribbean island chain, the Bahamas and South Florida. You can pick up a free copy at marinas, boatyards, ship stores, yacht clubs, boaters, bars and marine service providers. You can also download the entire magazine for free as a PDF by going to our website allatsea.net and copies going back several years are available. Now let's join Susie Chappelle on the line from Curacao. I recorded this interview earlier in the week. The line was a little bit scratchy and I apologise for the sound quality. Now I'm joined uh, down the line, hopefully, by Susan Chappelle, who's down there in Curacao. Susan is uh, putting together a brand new rally. Uh, this is exciting stuff. We have a lot of rallies coming to the Caribbean. In fact, the Ark left a couple of days ago. I see that on my monitor here. But uh, Susan's got something new to talk about. Susan, tell me all about this new rally. Okay, well, basically, I'm in Curacao, and a lot of boats pass through and just go to the Pacific. And uh, my husband and I didn't really want to do that, and we don't want to sail in Colombian waters by ourselves. So we thought about putting a rally together that literally leaves Curacao 1st of January and goes to Aruba and then uh, Colombia, so Santa Marta, then goes into Cartagena, then goes to uh, the San Blas Islands, which are absolutely wonderful, beautiful islands, been there before, and then into Colón, that's the first leg, and then from Colón, the second leg, we wanted to go up to the States, so we're going to do Providencia, uh, San Andreas, the uh, Bay Islands, which we've heard are beautiful, um, and you can dive and swim with whale sharks and everything, and up to Belize. Um, from Belize, then we were going to go to the States, but the rally actually finishes 1st of May in Belize, and everybody can just go in whatever direction they want to do from then. Before we talk more about the rally, just let me mention to you that this morning I had a call from our publisher, uh, and he's just come back from Colombia, where he had a, a lovely meeting with the tourist board down there. And he says Colombia is now a wonderful, wonderful destination for yachts, so uh, you'll you'll have a great time 
down there in Colombia. Absolutely safe and they're welcoming people. It's beautiful. We have been before. We have done that route once before, my husband and I on, on Susie 2, our boat. But it's just opened up and it's just beautiful. I mean, mad. Um, you know, Central America and Southern America is. Um, but it's just wonderful. You are part of the Ocean Cruising Club? Ocean Cruising Club, it's got uh, over 3,000 members and basically you've got to have crossed an ocean to be a member. Um, we've sailed twice from England to the Caribbean, so, uh, you know, that qualifies. Right. Um, and what I've done this last 12 months, because I, we got stuck in Curacao because my mother is elderly and I had to go back because she had a stroke. So being a safe harbour under the hurricane belt, we were allowed to leave Susie 2 very safely in the water here. And of course, we visited England quite a lot. So we based ourselves here and I became a port officer for the Ocean Cruising Club in Curacao. So I've welcomed boats in and told them where to go and helped them with customs and immigration. Right. So it's that kind of thing. It's, it's to help sailors tell you where the supermarket is, where to hire a car, right. you know, all, all the things like that. It's just a, a welcoming face when you get to a new country. I was a member of the Ocean Cruising Club many, many, many years ago. Yes, I was, and uh, we joined when we just first crossed the Atlantic the first time, and, yeah. and we were members, but unfortunately we've let that slide. Anyway, tell me, what reaction have you had from the boating community to the new rally? Is it going to happen? Is there interest? Oh, hugely. I, I, I presume, when I, when I first wanted to sail in company, um, I thought of getting you know, four or five yachts together. Um, I put on my Facebook page and our blog page that we were thinking about designing this rally. Would anybody want to go? And I got in touch with the Ocean Cruising Club to see if they were interested. Um, and within the first month, I didn't get very many people. And I thought, oh, that's not going to work. But now I have 26 boats signed up. Wow. Um, to, to go. Five boats are meeting us in Colombia because they're coming from all different directions. So, and then 20 boats are on the way here. Five are already in uh, Curacao at the moment. Um, people are in Bonaire, they're coming from Trinidad, they're coming from Martinique. I have eight nationalities, different nationalities of people coming. Um, and so it's, it's been a lot more to organise than I thought. But everybody, <laughs> the Ministry of Tourism in every country has been... Uh, Really, really helpful organising welcome parties, organising trips, you know, to you know, because they think it's fabulous and they want me to do this rally if it's successful this time to see if I can do it every other year or every three years. So that's something that I possibly will entertain doing. Well, that's awesome because for a first time event to attract yeah. 26 boats is, is, is quite something. Now, how do people take part? I mean, do they have to pay? Is there a fee? What do they have to do to become part of this? this? Oh, by the way, what, what's the rally called? It's called the Susie 2 um, OCC Rally. Right. How do people become involved in the Susie 2 Rally? What, what I've done, before um, the OCC sort of backed me in this and wanted me to, take, you know, to do this for them, I wasn't accepting any money or anything like that, but the Ocean Cruising Club said, if they pay £25 and are an OCC member, 
they will support us going round. Um, so that's what you've got to do. There's an indemnity form and a registration form that's, that I've designed. Um, and basically that's all they've got to do and be an Ocean Cruising Club member, which actually most people, when they've got down to Curacao, they've done an Ocean Crossing. So it's very, they, they, you know, they all qualify. Um, and then we get coverage. We, my husband is going to be doing a piece in the Ocean Cruising Club magazine, the e-magazine that goes out every month. Um, and, you know, advertise for all these countries to all these members. Fantastic. Now, you contacted all at sea a couple of weeks back, and unfortunately, we have a long lead time, so we couldn't get anything into the magazine uh, in yep. time for you. So this is why we're, doing the, we're including you in this podcast. But we would love to hear from you and hopefully have a report from you that we can run in the magazine once the rally is underway or when it's finished. And maybe some nice photographs too. We'll keep that in mind, so do keep in touch. As you're going along the coast or heading towards Panama, what kind of support are you offering to the boats? Is there weather updates or are people on their own? Or, or no, what? no, no, no. No, people are not on their own. That's, that's the whole point. The area between Curacao and Colombia is one of the worst seas. Um, I think Jimmy Cornell says it's the third worst sea in the world. So basically what we've done, the Columbia have got the uh, Colombian Navy monitoring us from when we leave here. Um, they're doing weather forecasts for us and assisting passage all the way down to the San Blas. So it's a wonderful offer from the Colombian Navy. And that's all been organized by Lee Miles, the, um, the Ministry of Tourism in uh, Cartagena. So that's a wonderful offer from them. And my husband is, um, we're both captains, myself and um, skip, you know, fully qualified skippers. So we're doing a net every morning to do weather and we're doing planning and everything. So there'll be a daily net. And it's not compulsory to all go together, but we just thought for the long distances, it would be ideal for us all to go. And we're going to do it in two sets. So the smaller boats will set off first, and then the larger boats, like ours is 60 foot, so ours is one of the largest. So we'll be coming up the rear to make sure everybody arrives safely. And, and, and then once we all arrive, every country, except Aruba actually, is offering a uh, customs and immigration service that we can all do together. So that is making that procedure a lot easier. I don't think uh, Aruba can get that sorted. Their immigration is not playing ball, but everybody else is doing that for us. And then there's free sailing in San Blas, so it's not all organised. The whole San Blas, where we're there three weeks, is just complete free sailing. Anybody can go anywhere. And also from um, Panama, up from Panama to the Bay Islands, that's also free sailing. So people can uh, just set off whenever they want and stay as long as they want at the, the particular islands they want to go to. That's super. And very sorry to hear that Aruba are not uh, playing ball because I do know that Aruba are looking to expand their yachting industry. Uh -huh. And it seems a, a good opportunity you're offering to them and they're not taking it. How can people contact you if people hear the podcast and perhaps want to join in the rally is it too late yeah i'm well i'm up to 26 boats and i only wanted 20 so <laughs> I, I i think going if they want to do the first leg 
we can accommodate them because the areas that we're going can accommodate more than 25 boats, so that is fine. And they get in touch with me through my email address, which you have, which is susan.chapelle at icloud.com or from the OCC website. On the OCC website, there is a, a newsletter and port office information on the front page, and they can contact me through that. Um, the second leg is more difficult, which goes from uh, Panama up to Belize, because a lot of the anchorages, 25 volts really is max that they will accept. There's not as many places to go with that amount of bolts. But they can always get in touch with me through those avenues and through yourself. You've got my mobile number and Skype and everything, and uh, I'll help them with any information that they want. I can, uh, I can help them. Fantastic. That's wonderful. Nice to see somebody organising a new rally, something different, going to a different area and <laughs> running it through a different club too. We wish you all the best with that, you and your husband, and hopefully you'll keep in touch with us. Maybe we can even have an interview with you from one of the ports that you're in, maybe Colombia. So we'll keep in touch. Suzanne, is there anything you would like to add? I would just say all the people that are coming, they're just delightful. They keep getting in touch with me and asking me certain questions and everybody's up for an adventure. And that's what it'll be. It's not organised like the Ark. It is literally, we all make a decision on the weather. We all make a decision on where we're going. It's informal parties. It's, you know, it's an adventure. We're all going, it's, there's a big trip organised on um through the Panama Canal on a big ship, which Ross from Shelter Bay has organised. It really, really is a, a good adventure, and that's what people want. Well, you've got my interest, and we wish you all the good. best with that. Suzanne, thank you very much for talking to us here on the All at Sea podcast. And, and uh, I'll speak to you when we get to Columbia and let you know how we get on there. You bet. And that was Suzanne Chappelle talking about an exciting new rally from Curacao, to Aruba, Colombia, the San Blas Islands, Belize and beyond. You can find out more about the rally by emailing SusanChappelle at iCloud.com Is that Susanna or Susan? Anyway, it's S-U-Z-A-N-N-E dot Chappelle and that's C-H-A-P-P-E-L-L One more time, S-U-Z-A-N-N-E dot C-H-A-P-P-E-L-L at iCloud.com You might also like to visit the Ocean Cruising Club website at www.oceancruisingclub.org Now if you have any problems finding information about this rally then drop me a line at oceanmedia.gb at gmail.com or contact me through my website garyebrown.net Now before we join the tugboat a word about our sponsors. Caribbean-wide Chandler's Budget Marine have just come out with their new catalogue, which contains everything you could ever want for your yacht or boat. And if you can't pick up a hard copy, then you can download the catalogue as a PDF. Go to their website, budgetmarine.com. Also, while you're there, check out their holiday gift guide, and you'll find something for that special sailor who's close to your heart. Have you read the thriller Caribbean Deep? This is the second thriller in the Caribbean series, and it's all about human trafficking. Packed with explosive action and electrifying twists, it will keep you on edge till the final page. Caribbean Deep and the first in the series, Caribbean High, are available as an e-book from Amazon Worldwide. 
And by the way, Caribbean Deep is just $7.99 if you're buying it in the US. And Caribbean High is just $5.99. If you would like to see some book reviews and learn more about these and other books by yours truly, then please visit my website, www.garyebrown.net. Now, if you think I'm uh, a little bit bluer, it's because I have a cold. But don't worry, you can't catch a cold from a podcast, at least not yet. You're listening to the Ocean Media Podcast, which is supported by Budget Marine and All at Sea, the Caribbean's favourite monthly waterfront magazine. Now we join the crew of a tug as it tolls a massive barge through St Martin's narrow Simpson Bay Bridge. This is a lesson in keep calm and carry on. We now beam on to the channel, about a quarter of a mile off. It's the very entrance to the channel to the bridge. And Skipper's doing his best to get the boat lined up. Actually, we beam on at the moment. It's on the starboard side. He has a small boat pushing the barge to try and bring that into line. And now we've got exactly what we don't need. It's, it's waited until now to happen. A large cloud, a black cloud overhead. Typical summer squall cloud here in the, in the Caribbean. And uh, that's... Uh, Shifting the wind all over the place. I'm up on the bow now of the tug, and Skipper's making a couple of phone calls. He's just trying to get this set up. And this wind is really uh, going to make this uh, decision time, uh, whether it goes for it or not. It's a tough call. We've estimated about one knot of current going in through the bridge. With one knot going in with us, that means that the boat has to do more than a knot to have any steerage way at all. Uh, and when you're pulling a huge barge like this, the faster you're going, then the, obviously the more problems you're going to have if you make a misjudgment. The ideal conditions would be for the wind and the current to be coming out of the bridge against us. That would help tremendously. We are just about lined up now. The bridge is dead ahead. The barge is off to port a little bit, not quite in line. Any second now that bridge will go up, the tug will come steaming out and take up position astern of the barge, hook on, and then the skipper makes the decision yes or no. Skipper's inside the bridge now. Uh, he was steering from outside before. Now he's inside as we start the slow approach. One hand on the wheel and the other ready on the throttles, twin throttles, twin engines. Reassuring rumble of the engine exhaust in the background. And just looking at this barge is enough to intimidate anyone. It's a huge slab-sided hunk of steel. The sides alone must be 12 feet high. As barges go, it's quite magnificent. The traffic has stopped on the bridge. That means the barriers are down. And there it goes, right on time. The bridge is going up. Skipper's now outside again, operating the controls from the aft station. Picking up speed, doing about a knot and a half. Winds has switched around a little bit. It's now coming in on the port bow, which means it's going to push that barge way over to starboard. Sports fishing boat coming out through the bridge. And right behind that, our tug, our second tug. The tug that we need to hitch up behind the barge to keep it straight. This whole operation is going to take quite a while. There'll be quite a few people on the road in the cars. Not very happy. We're going to wind up crabbing through a little bit, so it'll be interesting to see whether we can get it straight at the last minute because um, I have to stay to windward a little bit and then watch that the current doesn't push me off to the side as it, as it comes through. So I've got two battles to fight at the same time. The tailing currents, uh, I think you told me, was only but a knot. And the tug captain just informed me the same. So he's going to come on and he's going to go through backwards. Uh, gives him more maneuverability. 
I'm actually lining up now, so he's got to be very fast to get his lines on, or uh, he won't be hooked on in time for me to get into the bridge channel. So we're about 100 meters from uh, not being able to do anything other than go. <laughs> the smaller tug's now just passing us on our port side. He has to hook on really, really quickly. Get the lines on and get them tight. He's going to hook on with his stern facing the barge so that his bow is pointing away from the tow. That way we'll have much more manoeuvrability. So in effect, you'll have one tug pulling forward and the other tug pulling backwards, away from the tow, and that should keep the tow straight. We're lined up now slap down the middle of the fairway. The bow of the tug is pointing directly at the centre opening of the bridge. The men astern are working frantically to get the lines onto the barge. One line's attached, I think they have the other one attached now. Let me just take you through how the barge is attached to the tug. We have a bridle from the lead tug, that goes to a single line, and then that goes to another bridle, a chain bridle. The first bridle is rope, and the main bridle to the barge is a very heavy stud link chain. The smaller tug, which is attached to the barge astern, is attached by rope. It's another bridle. It's all been worked out to perfection. All we need now is a little bit of luck. The green light's on the bridge, which means the bridge keeper told us that we can go. If that light went red right now, there's not much that we can do. The smaller tug's now driving away from the barge, taking up the slack. We're almost in the entrance to the channel. It's beautifully straight right now. Skipper driving from the aft station looking down the port side of the boat. Skipper's just put the revs up. We are totally committed at this point to going through this bridge. Looking ahead at this narrow, narrow bridge opening, you wonder just how they're going to get this barge through there. But these guys have done it before. They've asked me along, and uh, I'm probably the most tense person on board. A lot of kids coming out on jet skis now as part of a, a tour. They'll be on vacation and they're going by oblivious to the fact that, that maritime working life is going on all around them. The bow of the boat now pointing 30 degrees off the approach to the bridge to try and compensate for the wind and for the fact the barge is being pushed to one side. And we've got a problem astern. It looks like one of the uh, lines has parted from the tug that's supposed to be pulling the stern of the barge out. There's a could be a problem here. Nothing we can do right now. We're right slap bang in the middle of the channel, just 200 feet from the bridge. The barge is straight now. We're still moving ahead. Moving ahead. Two knots. Bow of the tug is almost in the bridge. Bow of the tug, 30 feet from the mouth of the bridge. 20 feet. Serious problem, lost of air pressure on the engine. The tug is now right in the centre of the bridge opening. And the, the tow's parted. We lost some power there to the uh, compressor. Serious problem, went astern, then um, went full ahead. 
and the tow parted right in the middle of the bridge. The current has caught the barge and the barge is now coming through the bridge with the current. We're backing up, backing up hard. And the guys are uh, trying to rig another line to get another bridle onto the barge. The barge is now right in the centre of the bridge. If we can just get a line to the barge, we can pick up the tow and everything will be fine. But uh, what a situation. Uh, everybody stayed so calm and the skipper is absolutely superb. Icy nerves. Difficult to see what the tug astern of the barge is doing. I see them manoeuvring, but the barge is now right in the centre of the bridge. Perfectly lined up, halfway through the bridge. If we can get the bridle on it, then we are doing great. There's just nothing you can do when the bridle breaks. Very difficult situation here. Current and wind. Everybody really working so professionally and calm. No shouting, no screaming, just get the job done. Well, the motors will be happy. The stern of the barge is now clearing the bridge. The lead tug's got another line onto it and it's picking up the tow again. Here we go. Wow, what drama. And the skipper just said we got it again and snatched from the jaws of disaster there, back into control. Very impressive. Absolutely terrific operation. But my palms are absolutely soaked, my shirt soaked with sweat. We got through, nobody got hurt, that's all that matters. The skipper talking to me there, he just said, we got through, nobody got hurt. He's just as calm as could be. Absolute amazing experience for me, this. Worked on and around boats all my life, but that's the first time I've ever been on a tug that's brought a huge barge through a very narrow bridge and to be caught up in the drama of that very very exciting indeed John what when you lost the air pressure? Well the gearboxes are driven by air controls and what happened was the uh, looked like the starboard engine's air pressure dropped off. I was shifting back and forth a lot so it might have, it might have been the reason for it. In any case that seemed to disappear on me. When I got the pressure back she threw into gear and that's when I put too much torque on the line so you can't let a barge drift when you're trying to manoeuvre through a short uh, passage like that because it tends to fishtail around. So. But 20 yards from the bridge? Yeah, luck doesn't get much worse than that, but if it wasn't for my bad luck, I'd have none at all, I guess. We had a really good tug operator on the rear. He managed to keep the barge from going onto the rocks. He stopped it, and he pushed the thing in from the stern single-handedly without the help of the forward tug. I'm going to have to buy that guy a couple of beers tonight, I think. But at some point, the barge is going to have to go back out again. Is it just another day? Yeah, and going out's easier. Coming in's difficult because you've got to be in that long channel, so the margin for error is, is uh, much greater. Going out, you can come right up to the bridge because outbound is usually first, and, and um, you start out from a dead stop, which means that if you happen to bump into something, you're not moving. So coming in's difficult. You've got to be moving at least two or three knots, and if you get into a little trouble, like a line breaking or something, then uh, it gets magnified more so because you're moving. the sound of the Yankee heard there. Oh, and that's uh, the end of a very successful day. <laughs> and that was were my adventures with Amcon Lagoon Diving Services on the day we brought a barge to the Simpson Bay Bridge. And just listening to that again has made me sweat. Wow, what an adventure. And that wraps up our December Ocean Media Podcast, which was brought to you thanks to the support of All at Sea Magazine and Budget Marine. Caribbean-wide chandeliers. 
If you would like to comment on the podcast or maybe you would like to take part, then email oceanmedia.gb at gmail.com or contact me through my website, garyebrown.net. Until next time, everyone here wishes you a happy holiday season and safe sailing.